0: Hi, welcome to another episode of the Autism
1: Everyday Podcast. We are your hosts, Swati and Geeta. Welcome back to another episode and possibly the last episode before the new year begins. Hopefully, a year without a pandemic. You said it. <laughs> so, today we thought we'd have you join us in some reflection and some soul searching one last time in 2022. And on that note, we have a question on our minds. Which is, what should we teach
0: our children? You know, Swati, I had the opportunity to look at some textbooks for a young eight-year-old recently. Oh, yeah? I must confess, it's been a long time since I actually opened (laughs) and explored any textbook. Brought back so many memories for me, some great and some not so great. And I was thinking, oh, my God, did I really at some point study all this? And I often look back at the many subjects that I and I'm pretty much sure all of us endured and I'm sure students continue to endure the same now and feel that way too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I realize that there is very little I truly remember or there is very little that has left a lasting impact on me. Who here listening to this podcast can honestly say that they use um, chemistry formulae for example in their everyday lives, um, or trigonometry or any of those right if you do we'd love to meet you <laughs> I mean unless of course your job requires you to remember or know certain things we learned tons about plants which is great if you know you're a botanist today but chances are you've forgotten a lot of what you studied um, from back then what do I remember my basic four functions in maths. Yeah. And I also remember that one day when I failed badly in <laughs> answering a question okay. and got a little whack on my oh head. My. Pump
1: what subject
0: was this? <laughs> maths, oh. <laughs> It was something like eight, sixes are. And I floundered because I was doing eight ones are By My time I reached it. Yeah. So what about history, actually? All I remember is trying to memorize which Mughal king king, came first or the years when all those famous battles were fought in
1: India. Oh my gosh, it's, it's, yeah, I think the most history I've learned is more recently, you know, uh, following some historians locally and, you know, reading their work, that's the most history I've learned, nothing from school. True. (laughs) So this takes us to, you know, the question, what do we really teach our kids? Uh, and we're talking specific you know specifically about the kids we work with, so kids on the spectrum, and irrespective of the age of the child, many times parents report that you know my child he can say numbers and alphabets and colors and so on, so you know maybe it's exposure to rhymes, maybe it's the books we all think, and you know children they 're really intelligent, they pick up these things super quickly, yeah, true. And, and, you know, parents do often tell us that, you know, I didn't teach them numbers or alphabets, he just learnt it. Yeah, right yeah. yeah. They sometimes are almost
0: apologetic about it because they say, no, 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 not me. Not me, yeah. Well, it's true, children are listening to it and they just pick it up because it's... It's, it's, it's everywhere, yeah, it's, it's everywhere. absolutely
1: everywhere. Yeah. And you
0: listen to it so many times, you just know it, right? Yeah. So, I mean, even a child who does not have consistent vocals yet is able to kind of arrange alphabets and numbers in order, many families report so and of course many families express their worry over the child not being able to hold a pencil the biggest concern i know many families have or the child not willing to hold a pencil even or color how will he go to school is a question that they often
1: ask which again takes us back to the question of what do we really teach our kids Um, There is limited time and there is a progression to learning. And then when the child comes in, additionally with a diagnosis of autism, it's important to keep an eye out on, you know, what they have, what they don't have prerequisite skills for everything at every single level. Yeah, every level, yes. Also, children with ASD may have more skills in some domains and less in others. So it's rather uneven, which is puzzling to clinicians, to families. And it's also super satisfying because there's there's certain things that, you know, the child knows way above that of his peers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is relevant to keep in mind is that, you know, if the child is rote learning something, if he's rote learning numbers, then has he or she really understood the concept behind Mm it? Mm -hmm. So skills in one area and the other apart is the child you know for example understand what he's reading if he can read and a lot of them are hyperlexic not all of them but quite a few few,
0: right
1: so does he actually comprehend or follow what he's reading yeah absolutely or is he just reading
0: yeah does the child even understand the concept of one two and three for example or can he just say the numbers sometimes till twenty fifty hundred or even more true right a family we met recently with a nonverbal child they were talking about um, getting him school ready uh, he was 5 if i remember right had no vocals no formal system of communication yet in place could not indicate the need to use the toilet uh, was fed lunch and dinner yet the outcome the family wanted was school readiness he was given homework from his wherever he is going for intervention at this point where he had to write um, I think it was numbers or alphabets or even, you know, three letter words or something like that and the mom commented that he hated writing, though he did not mind scribbling with a crayon. Now this is one of the many children and in fact some of them who have come in are even older than this, this child, so we have children as old as 10 and 12 and so on, who are in the schooling system or are going um, along the academic route without age appropriate skills in all the other areas. So parents are often dealing with aggression, disruption when asked to complete homework, uh, extreme reluctance to write, and teachers often deal with out-of-seat behavior, classroom disruptions, and a lot more. So what do we do to enable children and families, right? The big question, yeah. So if the child is engaging in problem behaviors when he's asked to read or write or complete his homework, then I think it's our job to examine why. The first thought, of course, is that the child is being just lazy or stubborn <laughs> and would rather allocate that time to play or, you know, uh, spend some time on his device, maybe, or which is what we would like to attribute it to. But can you, as a family, view the situation objectively to understand where the trouble is stemming from? Is it boredom? Is the task too difficult? Is it too prolonged? Does the child have trouble with comprehending the work? Does he even know what he's expected to do?
1: And if the child is over eight years, then, and if, you know, the parent needs to help him complete basic hygiene tasks or needs to help him, you know, have a bath then help him, you know, so that he's clean, because left to himself, while he'll be safe in the shower, he might just play with the water or he might wash himself, but not in a way that would, you know, render him clean. Yeah, yeah.
0: Or some of them will just keep the shower running endlessly. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. So families of children as old as 15 and more have reported that they help their child complete self-help tasks. Then it is really, really time to push, put aside other things and push for independence in all of these domains, which should ideally have been achieved by age 8.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, the, and I think for age eight independence, you honestly begin working as young as two and a half and three. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. If the child is older, of course, then it is certainly time to put aside other things and start working on independence. Nothing is more important. If your child yeah. is over eight, then the only goal is independence. Everything else is secondary. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: It's going to be harder, but it will become harder with every passing year. Yeah. So while it will be easier when the child is, let's say under eight, but you have to remember that with every year, with every new calendar that we buy, um, another year is added and that increases resistance to learning new tasks, uh, especially if it's a task that the child has previously been assisted with for many years. Absolutely. Practice makes perfect. Remember? You said it. Yes. (laughs) So, you know... Every day we're meeting families that believe overwhelmingly in, in this philosophy that, you know, my child must do this, he must do that, he must accomplish this, uh, he must go to school, he must write, he must read. And this is irrespective of where the child is at, what his levels of communication are, where he, what his skill set is like, what his difficulties are, mm-hmm. and what he already knows, the prereqs, yeah. right? So... the. The
0: child is, if if at five, a child is not potty trained and is unable to indicate the
1: need to use the toilet, and and that's you know seemingly yeah. not alarming not to, the, alarming fa- to family. the family, right? Uh, but what what really bothers them is the fact that you know he may he may not be able to write.
0: Yeah, that he's oh he's reluctant to write. Why is my son reluctant to write? But uh, you know I would have thought they would be more concerned about the fact that he is unable to. Uh, tell them if he if he needs to uh, use the toilet, right? But um, yeah, there was this family who just kept saying, "But he's unable to remain seated. He's not focused in class. What can we do about it?" Um, they also spoke extensively about his ability to read, uh, knowing fully well that his comprehension was absolutely limited. This isn't to say that all kids on the spectrum don't make sense of what they're reading like you, or you know, mentioned. But it's certainly not as easy as it seems. Yeah. And, right? Another question on parents' minds and one that's often asked of us is,
1: will he at least be able to finish grade 10? I think, especially in the recent past, when yeah. we've been asked this, we've sort of always left the meeting feeling very confused, yes. right? Because we wonder if we simply aren't communicative enough. And when I say we, I mean clinicians as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, on... You know, are we not communicative enough on the needs and priorities of intervention and the rights of your child and what he requires? Mm, 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 mm. Right? It sometimes
0: feels like we we keep making an attempt. Yeah. Yeah, but I think the question, uh, this question that comes up to us is a reminder to us to continue to do what we do because it's our job to keep talking to families for their kids and helping them understand autism first as as a whole it sometimes feel feels like oh no we are just not making a lot of progress but I guess in the long run we just need to keep doing this plug away and hopefully this will change the perspective of a lot of families right yeah prioritize prioritize and take your cues from the child that is a vision I think um, we all have and we are trying to and will continue to try to reach
1: families with and with that we're going to leave you with a few words of wisdom all we have is now and we are often more concerned about you know will my child go to school will he finish the board exams what will he do when i grow old will he get married Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and while these are all valid points
0: let's just hit pause right here and remember that this little child will grow up and really all too soon so all you have is now And let's focus on doing the very best now. And best meaning evidence-based. (laughs) Evidence-based, prioritized. Yeah. uh, On a very orderly step-by-step basis. And things will happen. Trust in that. So on that note, thank you all for your support and for being a part of our journey. And we will see you in 2023. Have a great holiday season. Bye-bye.